is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Well, a lot has changed in the world over the last week. A lot. Uh, wow. Wow, so much has changed. Um, Chicago is under a shelter-in-place order, which even if your city isn't, I highly recommend. Just stay the fuck home. Um, this can feel really overwhelming, and I get it. It can feel really overwhelming to think about everything that is happening and everything is changing. I'm thinking back just a few weeks ago when people in um, that were registered for the Tokyo Marathon, they were like so upset about it being canceled. And I think at that point, we just didn't realize how serious this was or how quickly this would spread. Um, But last Saturday, or uh, for Saturday, Chicago declared a shelter-in-place order. And for me, I think that that's when things really felt real. Like, it really started to hit. Like, I kept saying, I, you know, I was watching all of this stuff happen over in China. Like, I was watching my students in China. um, They were home from school, and they were taking more classes. And so I actually taught more classes in February, made more money teaching online in February than I had um, in previous months. But it still felt like that's over there. It's not here. And then maybe there were a few cases here in Chicago or in Hoffman Estates. But honestly, it still felt like, well, this is happening on CNN, but my life isn't, you know, my life is, I'm still going, I'm just washing my hands, you know, like those things. Like I'm just uh, counting the seconds that I'm washing my hands, but that was kind of, that was all we were really doing just a few, few weeks ago. And then last week, I think when Chicago said, Hey, this shelter in place thing needs to happen because it's spreading. And if we do not do this, it's going to continue to spread. I think that might be when it felt really real. So I went to my coworking's office last Thursday to print a few things And when I woke up on Friday, it just felt like the world had fallen apart. I knew, okay, I'm not going to be able to go to the office for a while. I need to print some things. And that was it. And so I I go to my co-working space for my mental health. Um, A few weeks, a few months back, I was trying to decide if I needed to go see a therapist or maybe join a gym um, or join a co-working space or get a part-time job. I do all my work online. So when I'm meeting with clients, it's on Zoom. Uh, when I teach my students, it's on that platform. But um, I don't really have a ton of human interaction. And so I was like, where, like, how am I going to fix this problem that I'm having? And I was like, you know, I don't think I really need therapy um, because that won't solve the problem that I'm having. The problem I'm having is a lack of human interaction. Um, and then I tried going to a gym and that didn't really solve it. And I tried actually having a part-time job and that didn't really solve it. But going to my co-working space really did solve the problem that I was having. I was lacking human interaction. Uh, the co-working space provided it. So like I paid $200 a month to go into my office, say hello, say hello to humans, have a human say hello to me, um, and just work a few feet from other humans. And just that human interaction was really important to me. So I think when I woke up last Friday and it hit me that that routine that I had in place for my mental health was no longer going to be there, I just fell apart. Like I started checking my phone. I'm pretty sure I woke up and checked my phone and then I was watching CNN. We've been having that play in the background. Um, And then I would turn to my phone and check that again and then go back and watch CNN. And I honestly could not get work done last Friday. I just, I think I actually decided like today's a sick day. Today is a mental health day. Uh, you don't have to do work today. But honestly, that made me feel worse 
deciding that I was not going to do anything last Friday made me feel worse because all I did was continue to look at screens all day. I even dragged a basket of laundry into my kitchen with the intention of folding, like, cool, just, just fold these clothes. And I just stared at it and I felt paralyzed. Like I could not move. And that, that just felt so hard. So I was like, well, what are you going to do? Like if, if folding laundry is too hard, what can you do right now? And so what's the easy answer? You know, turn to a screen, uh, press your button on your phone. It's so easy to just scroll and scroll. It's like you have to move your finger like a centimeter in order to scroll. And taking this quote mental health day made my mental health worse, made my mental health worse. I felt paralyzed and terrible. I felt terrible last weekend and I could feel my chest was hurting. I had so much anxiety. My eyes hurt from looking at screens all day and it felt like I just had to keep seeking out information. Like I felt really lonely and uncertain and just not great. Um, I think I knew I wasn't going to be seeing people for a while. So I kept looking on Facebook and Instagram to see what people were up to and then just kind of kept falling into this rabbit hole, which again, very similar to how things used to be with me and food. Like when I would eat pizza, I would eat some pizza and be like, okay, that tastes good. And then it's like, well, it's still there. Um, It's really easy to continue to eat. And I would acknowledge like, huh, this doesn't even taste any good. This doesn't taste good anymore. And I would acknowledge that my stomach hurt and I would keep eating. Like I would just ignore that pain that my body was trying to send to me. I would just keep ignoring that pain. Or when I would eat all the sugar, like my heart used to race and I would feel like it was going to jump out of my chest and I would ignore that pain and continue to do the thing. The same thing was happening with social media and the national news last week. My body was having a physical reaction. I felt in pain. I chose to ignore it and just kept consuming um, social media and CNN. And so when I look at what happened Friday, like, well, what happened? Like, what the fuck happened? Um, I didn't do any of my minimums. The things that I put in place for myself to feel my best, I didn't do any of them. I don't, I don't think I worked out. I definitely did not journal last week. Um, pretty sure I didn't shower, did not leave the house in the morning. I basically stayed indoors all day and looked at screens. So it's like, well, why the fuck didn't I feel good? Huh? You didn't do any of the things that (laughs) you set up to feel your best. You didn't do any of those things. So it's no wonder you didn't feel good. And it's not like it's meant to shame me. It's like to be real with like, hey, this is, you know, these are the things that you have in place to feel good. You didn't do any of them. You told yourself that those things were too hard. And as a result, you felt like shit, right? So magical, magically, I woke up Saturday with a terrible headache. (laughs) I had this terrible headache. I felt sorry for myself. I felt like, oh man, you know, everything's too hard right now. And then I remembered, I was laying in bed and I was like, oh man, we ordered pizza last night because it's pizza Friday. And I thought, you know, I should just stay in bed and I should just eat pizza, eat the rest of the pizza and just watch Broad City. And honestly, that is this like little kid inside me, this little kid inside me who just wants to be lazy and doesn't want to do anything, doesn't want to like do anything. I think I was depressed most of my childhood. Um, and times that I think that I just weirdly enjoyed staying in depression so that I didn't have to do stuff. So I didn't have to figure things out. But now as an adult, like I don't want that anymore. Like when I'm in that state, I obviously feel terrible. And it really makes me sad to think about me spending my life not moving forward, my life not 
doing anything, not being productive, not having an impact on this world. That makes me feel really sad to think about that. that like if I just let myself stay in a hole of depression, my life doesn't have meaning. I don't help others. That doesn't feel good, right? Like even this, like knowing that I didn't show up last Friday to do my podcast, that doesn't feel good. I know, you know, shit happened last week and I'm not shaming myself for it, but it's just that, hey, I don't want that anymore. Like I don't want to, like some of you guys have messaged me and I'm so appreciative of that because it, it helps me know that this podcast matters, but it's that, yeah, Jacqueline, like you didn't show up last week for the thing that you said you were going to do and that doesn't feel good. How can you figure this out? How can you be a person who figures this out? You don't have to shame yourself. You don't have to call yourself a bad person or, you know, be um, super upset with myself because I was imperfect and I was human last week. I don't want to do any of that, but how can you figure this out? How can you be a person who can figure this out and move forward, right? So even though the kid in me last week, last Saturday, just wanted to stay, stay in bed and eat, the adults in me, I talk about this, like be the kid, but also be the adults, the adult in me was like, here's your compromise. You know, Jacqueline, just, just get up. You can eat some pizza. That's fine. You can have pizza for breakfast and you can bro- watch Broad City if you want to, but you have to be doing something, right? So I made this compromise and I did that, like just getting up, moving around, getting chores done around the house, allowing myself (laughs) to eat pizza and watch in Broad City. I felt so much better than I did on Friday when I was in that hole of depression, um, sitting around feeling sorry for myself, uh, continuously watching screens. So last Saturday or Sunday, I don't know when it was, I came to this conclusion that this little game I play where sometimes I'm productive and sometimes I'm not can no longer happen. It just can't. I have done this over and over and over again. And I know if I am not the adult in this relationship with myself, I will fall into that hole of depression that I was in most of my childhood. Letting myself be immobile, letting myself not do things makes me feel worse. It does not help my mental health. It makes me feel worse. Um, I have my day set up so that the things that make me feel good are actually really fucking easy. It's easy what I have set up. I'm not doing, I no longer do like CrossFit first thing in the morning. That can feel really hard. I no longer even run five miles first thing in the morning. That can feel really, really fucking hard. Um, But I have things set up like take your dog for a walk. That's easy. That's easy. Um, What else? take myself for a walk. That's easy. Those are things that I can do even if I don't feel my best. So going for walks, journaling, working out, doing short workouts, 15 minute workouts, eating healthy foods, like sneaky snack lunches, limiting my screen time, you know, having these boundaries, these are not meant to be restrictive to my life. These are things that I have in place to nurture myself and to help myself. I call this, um, uh, when I was a teacher and with my clients, like being a no nonsense nurturer, like this is the shit you have to get done. Um, doing it's going to make you feel better. It's going to help your mental health and your physical health. Right? So last Saturday I decided that not using my, when your morning checklist is no longer a negotiable, it is a non-negotiable. This is something, it's actually the thing that I went to go print several copies of on Thursday. So I don't know if I, this was whatever, but this is the thing I went to go print, right? So I had several copies of these. Um, There are a lot of things happening in the world right now, right? There are a lot of really stressful things, um, but the two big rules, the two big main rules are 
stay home, wash your hands and wash everything, right? Like those are the two things that you can do to keep yourself safe. Watching the news, consistently (laughs) scrolling on social media, we're not getting any new information. We're getting statistics um, to scare us so that we take this seriously. We're getting, you know, anecdotal stories. We're, We're finding out what's going on in hospitals. We're hearing about these things and we're being told these things so that we take this fucking seriously because some people are not taking this seriously and they're still meeting up with their run groups or they're going to their friends' houses. Here in Chicago, people are still going to the beach or they're still going to the 606 path. They're congregating in groups, whether that's their intention or not. The news is telling us, right? Like our officials are telling us to take this fucking seriously. So the one thing that you need to do is stay home. That will keep you safe and that will keep others safe, right? You're at home and you don't have structure in place because you probably are not like me where working from home is part of your day. And I guess, you know, wasn't even a part of my whole life before, but that is the reality is that is my life for the next few months. And the reality is that is your life for the next few months. You might be someone who has kids. You might be a teacher. The reality is you need to figure this shit out because you're going to be home for the next few months. I'm not sorry. That sounds really, really like harsh, but like, I want to help you. I want to help you actually feel good. I want to help your mental health. I want to help you reduce anxiety. I want to help you be super fucking productive during this time. Let's just pretend that we are going to be home for the next three months, 12 weeks. Do you want these 12 weeks to be the time that you accomplish these big projects? Or do you want to be that person posting on social media like, oh man, I, you know, I want to clean my garage, but I don't have to. You know, Tony Robbins, he's this really good, I can't remember what book it was, but he said the reason that people watch shows like Jerry Springer or people watch shows like, um, just like trashy reality television is that we can say, oh, at least I'm not that bad, you know? it's kind of an excuse to not accomplish the things that we want to accomplish because we're like, well, I'm not that bad. Like those people look at how shitty their lives are. Um, you know, I'm not doing that. So what I'm doing is fine. We kind of like stay stagnant. Um, if you're seeing those posts on social media about like, eh, it's too hard to eat healthy. Eh, it's too hard to get shit done. Eh, the, you know, the garage is going to stay messy. I would say unfollow those people. It's not helping you. It's not helping your mental health. It is not helping you be productive. The reality is we are going to be home for a few weeks, a few months, right? We don't know what the answer is, but I want to help you feel good with your mental health and be productive, accomplish something that you want to accomplish during this time, right? So I want you to think about, honestly, like what are the good things that come from falling down a rabbit hole on social media or watching CNN throughout your day in the background or letting your anxious thoughts run wild, right? So we, so we have habits in place. Habits are solutions to problems that we've had. Okay. Now we continue those habits because we're getting something good out of them. Otherwise we wouldn't continue doing them. So I think that one good thing of us watching the news is that we're finally taking it seriously. I I, I didn't know until the news told me to be scared to take this seriously. We're staying the fuck home. That's one good thing that is coming out of um, letting or letting our anxious thoughts run wild and watching the news. We know that we need to take this seriously and we have to stay the fuck home, right? The other good thing that comes out of maybe watching the news or uh, checking social media is that we're getting a little bit of connection with people and it's good, but at some point that connection is lost and we start to feel terrible, right? So our anxious thoughts are serving a purpose, 
but there are also bad things that are happening from those anxious thoughts. There are bad things that are happening from falling down that rabbit hole on CNN or that social media rabbit hole, right? You start the day sh- feeling shitty. Like you, you waste time. Um, you think like, okay, cool. Let me go check this because this is going to help my health. And maybe it does for like a split second. And then it increases your stress and it compromises your health, um, right? So maybe we're watching the news to stay informed so that we can stay healthy. Um, but now you're stressed out. Your chest hurts. You're not moving your body. You feel paralyzed like me Friday. Um, you're not going to exercise. You're not journaling. You're not eating healthy. Um, your chest fucking hurts, right? Like, so it's not healthy. It gets to this point where it's no longer healthy. So here's what I want you to do. I always come back to, oh my gosh, it's my episode with Nita Sweeney. You need to go back and listen to it. But Nita's book, Depression Hates a Moving Target. You got to move. You need to move your body. You got to get it going. So I want you to write down what your current day is. From the moment you open your eyes, what is the first thing that you're doing in your first thought? Is your first thought, oh, let me check my phone to see what, what people are up to? Um, do you scold the day? Like, oh, fuck this day. Like, oh, fuck, I have to start this over, right? That might be your day. Is that your ideal life? Ooh. Is that what you want during this time that all this shit is happening? I want you to think about what you actually do want to be doing first thing when you wake up. And what do you want your first thoughts to be? Is it you want to be checking your phone first thing? Is it? I literally wrote on my morning checklist, do not check your phone, which is like a big no-no in the life coaching world, like using the word no or the word not. But honestly, having that word on my checklist, do not check your phone. First thing, it helps me remember that I'm not fucking doing that anymore. I'm not checking my phone first thing in the morning. And it also is really satisfying for me to go to my checklist when I start my workday and cross off, do not check your phone, cross that off acknowledging that I um, followed that. I felt good. I feel accomplished. I feel satisfied. Um, I talked about making things easy, obvious, attractive, and satisfying. It is satisfying for me, and it is easy for me now to uh, not check my phone first thing in the morning and actually feel good. There are definitely times that I have that urge, like, ooh, check your phone. It'll just take a second. And then I'm like, right, this little kid in the adult me is like, nah, we're not doing that. So anyways, this, this morning checklist, this win your morning checklist, um, I've used this myself somewhat consistently the last few months and very consistently the last week after Friday and Saturday happens. And this checklist has helped me be more productive. It has helped me reduce anxiety, reduce my stress, reduce the amount of time I spend on my phone. I'm happier because I have this checklist. Besides last Friday. Um, But I'm happier because I'm accomplishing more. Um, Things that were so hard for me a year ago, which is funny because if you have been listening for a while, it was right around this time a year ago that I had to close all my social media accounts. Um, I had to take a break from Instagram and Facebook and everything because I was on it for like eight hours a day. Eight hours a day. So it's funny. It's taken me a year to figure out my relationship with social media and have a little bit without it having a lot of it, right? But um, uh, it feels good to be in this place. This week felt amazing, not being on my phone first thing, not falling down any rabbit holes, still having time later in my day. You'll see, like, I still go on, I, you know, interact with people, I update my stories, I, I've been posting some things on social media, but that happens later in the day. That is not happening first thing in the day because the first thing that I do in my day is I create the life that I want before I consume other people's shit. 
So I've been consistent with movement. I've been consistent with walking. I can't run right now um, because of my knee and my hip. Um, I've been consistent with my physical therapy exercises because now it's at a point where like, great, there's no more races right now. There's no excuse to uh, continue to run. This is the time to rebuild your body. No more running right now. Just rebuild your body. I've actually been consistent with lifting as a result of this, like I haven't even been trying to, I've actually lost eight pounds, not even trying to lose weight. And I was surprised to see this because I'm not hopping on the scale or checking progress photos. But just as a result of me being consistent with the things I said I was going to do, creating the life that I want, creating physical evidence with my checklist, I can go, am I a 365 habit tracker? I can see your, I'm actually fucking doing these things. So how I do my day, I have my checklist. I have it printed. It's on my desk. And when I start my workday at 6 a.m., I look at my checklist. (laughs) It's there. I don't have to take it out of a folder. It's not in a notebook. It's not in a – it's not even in a planner because there are so many times that I just wouldn't open the planner. Like that felt so hard to open the planner. It's first thing on my desk, and I do those things. When it comes to movement, I'm still coloring in my little 365 habit tracker. That feels really good to see. Um, my progress over the last, you know, over 365 days, but the morning, the when your morning checklist helps me organize my day and get shit done. So here's my day. It starts with me going to bed at 9 30 or 10 PM, the latest. So it actually start my day starts the night before because I need quality and quantity, uh, sleep. I need, I need eight hours of sleep, right? So it needs to be quality as well. I'm not on my phone. I don't have blue light right now, like right before I go to bed. Um, my mind is clear that the television isn't on in the bedroom. Um, I'm just clearing my mind and going to sleep. Then my day starts at 5:45 or 6:15 a.m. The first thing is I do not check my phone. The next thing I do, I pour a glass of water. So it's one of the five P's, right? Drink plenty of water. I start my day drinking a giant glass of water sometimes two. And then I teach my students in China. I have five minutes in between class and I usually get up and run and get more water so that I have that maybe a very quick bathroom break, but I probably have like 20, 30 ounces of water first thing in the morning. When classes are done, I used to have a note for myself actually on my computer, close your fucking computer, Jacqueline. I don't have that anymore, but now I close my computer. I'm not checking the email. I'm not checking Facebook. I'm not checking CNN. I close my computer. I take Jameson for a walk. Um, Jameson's ready. She wants to go. I take her for a walk. It's short. We just go around the block. She's old. She's got this giant bump on her leg, Um, but we just do around the block. So it's probably like about 0.3 miles, about 10 minutes. Um, give her her treat. Remember, I brought the treats to the front of the house. Um, and then I take myself on my Jacqueline walk. I don't walk through the house to get anything. I give Jameson her treat and I leave and I go. I've actually been speed walking. I've been posting it in the actually you are a real runner Facebook group. I've been speed walking. Um, this morning I just didn't feel like speed walking. I like started it and I was like, cool, I'm going to beat my, I think I did 14, like 1430, uh, mile speed walking this week. Um, I started to try to go fast and I was like, not feeling it, just not feeling it today. So that's fine. I did an 18 minute walk. Totally fine. Um, and then I come inside. Um, honestly, I'm still wearing my pajamas. I have not changed into workout clothes, but I head right downstairs. Uh, I turn Spotify on, I play the Jacqueline playlist (laughs) on Spotify and I do my 15 minutes of physical therapy exercises at the timer. It feels, um, feels satisfying. It feels easy, obvious, attractive, and satisfying. After the physical therapy exercises are over, I do 15 minutes of strength training for my movement menu. Stay tuned. I'm almost done with that and we'll be telling you more about it. 
And then cool, I'm done. I've already done, this is about an hour of movement. First thing in my morning, right? Um, it's not super intense. It's pretty easy. It's chunked down into 15 minute slots. So, um, I don't know if that's just my attention span, 15 minutes. I'm like a kindergartner, but all of this feels easy, obvious, attractive, and satisfying. The next thing I go, go do a shower, right? Like that didn't happen Friday. I felt terrible. I had to put this on my checklist so that I actually go and do it. It's kind of gross to think about. There's plenty of days that I just wasn't showering, but I go and I shower and I wash my hair. That's my non-negotiable. I need to wash my hair. I don't care what hairdressers say. I have to go wash my hair. Then I drink some coffee with creamer, sometimes whipped cream on top as well. Um, And I have to look presentable. All of these things. That's like my self-care chunk. I have to do these things. I have to um, shower, wash my hair. I'm allowed to drink coffee and look presentable to help my physical and mental and emotional health. Okay. The next thing I do, I used to at this point leave and go to my co-working spot. Can't do that anymore. Whatever. I'm headed to my office, which is just our second bedroom. Um, I start with journaling. There's plenty of times I'm just like, oh, I just want to start work. I don't want to have to journal. And then when I hear that little kid, I'm like, hey, you the adult, uh, start journaling. Journaling is great because it helps me set my intentions for the day. It reminds me what I'm working on. I've talked to a couple people on calls with like, you know, they keep shaming themselves. They're like, ah, oh, I said I was going to do this thing. And then I don't do this thing. And then I, you know, I berate myself for not doing this thing. And it's like, cool. Are you using a checklist? Are you writing this stuff down? Do you have your goals, right? Like writing this stuff down helps you actually do it. So journaling in my checklist helps keep me in line. It's the nurturing boundaries that I put in place to help me get shit done. Uh, the next thing I do is I read 10 pages of a personal development book and then I take some time to write about what I learned. So I'm not reading super fast as you would a novel, but I'm actually consuming some information in little bite-sized pieces, again, those 15-minute chunks, consuming some information in bite-sized pieces, and then um, processing it, doing something with it. If you consist, if you constantly just read shit, but you don't do anything with it, you don't act on it, you're not actually learning it. You're just like consuming shit and then forgetting it, consuming it and forgetting it. So writing stuff actually helps me process it and apply it in my life. And then the next thing I do is whatever project it is that I'm working on um, in my business uh, today. <laughs> today my project was podcasting. So basically I went through all of those things that I listed before I got to, um, well, writing this blog and then writing this podcast. Those are all of the things that I did before getting to this thing. There are so many times where I like want to skip all of that stuff and just do the projects, but I have to remind myself, nope, all of these things are set up in place to help you stay Say, uh, stay safe, feel good. Like all of these things are for my mental, emotional, and physical health, right? And then let's see, throw in some client calls here and there uh, throughout the day. And then I have lunch. Lunch is the five Ps. Um, some sort of intentional walk or maybe a bike ride, um, maybe some more project stuff, dinner, and then some sort of crafty project. That's been something I've been working on this past week is closing work, not letting work linger. And working on something that's fun. Um, I am working on <laughs> painting the cover of our radiator. Um, there's been some organization projects that I've been doing, but just having this like written down that that's something I do feels really good. I actually accomplish it. And then I do my 15 minute lazy lift in front of the TV. So this is, again is basically more physical therapy exercises or like um, Matt Pilates things. 
um, this feels really good because again, it's helping my hip, my glute, my calves, all of these things to support my knee. So like that's one of my goals is by the end of this shelter in place, by the end of this quarantine, that my knee and hip are great and I'm ready to start running again. The last thing I do is go to bed. So again, 9.30 or 10 p.m. Again, all of these things are set up for me to uh, feel good. These things are set up. They're not restrictive. Um, they're not strict. There's, I don't even have times on any of these things except for my one-on-one client calls. Um, so they're kind of fluid. You don't have to be at a certain place at a certain time unless it's a client call. Um, and that helps me um, not feel like rushed, right? You might have a different day for sure. If you're working from home, you might have a little bit more flexibility and want to explore what this looks like. Um, but again, like having these things in place and also giving myself that hour first thing in the day for myself before I start any other shit for any other people, that is one of the most important things. So if you are a mom, um, and your kids wake up at 7am, you need to wake up at 6am so that you can do something for yourself before they wake up. Um, do something for yourself create the life that you want before you consume other people's shit. Okay. So you're going to be home for a while. Remember that. That's the reality. That is not in your control, but what you do during your day is within your control. What uh, your thoughts and beliefs are, that's within your control, the daily actions that you take. And as a result of that, your end results, the life you create is within your control, but it's only within your control if you um, look at your thoughts and beliefs and change your daily actions, right? If you let your anxiety run, you let anxious thoughts run, if you let the lazy kid inside tell yourself that you don't have to exercise, you can stay up late or you can sleep in, you know, you can eat all the cookies, you can watch all the TV, you're going to feel like shit. Like that's, if you continue these things over and over and over again, you are going to feel like shit for the next two, three, four months, whatever it is that we're at home. You're going to fall into a hole of depression. Aesthetically, you're probably going to put on some weight and emotionally, you're going to be upset with yourself. You're going to be upset like, oh, I am in this hole of depression. How did I get myself here? This doesn't feel good. Um, what do I need to do to get myself out of this? And the answer is <laughs> be proactive now. This does not have to be like this. Um, there's a lot of things that are out of our control right now, but the thoughts and beliefs that we have, what we do with our time at home, that is within your control. So during this time, you can actually reduce anxiety. You can actually be more productive during this time at home. You can actually get a lot of shit done during this time. I want you to get my morning checklist, my win your morning checklist. I have a link to it in the show notes. Um, this is going to help you be productive, reduce anxiety, get shit done, feel good about this time. Look back on these two, three, four, whatever months that we are at home and be like, wow, all of that shit happened. That shit storm was happening. And I trained, you know, I trained for a 5k. I started training for a half marathon. You know, all the running groups are closed, but I did this myself. I went from not running to being able to run a mile. I, um, you know, I was in this hole of depression at the beginning of this, but I started doing these small things for myself. I started winning my morning and I crawled my way out of a depression, right? These are things that I'm telling you, I'm telling you because I've done this before and this is the work that I do with my clients. These are things that are within your control. These are things that you can accomplish. You just have to chunk them down into baby steps. 15 minutes, don't try to do an hour. Don't try to do that. 15 minutes and you have to do them consistently, okay? So my when your morning checklist will help you map out your morning and your day. 
And the Habit 365 tracker is going to help you see how these baby things that you're doing every day build up consistently over time. And you just have to wait for the compound effect to kick in. That's how I lost eight pounds randomly, right? I wasn't getting on the scale every two seconds. I was just being consistent with my thoughts and my beliefs, my daily actions, and that is how I achieved this end result, this life that I want. Uh, Friday was a fucking mess. (laughs) I'm sorry I wasn't here last Friday. Um, But yeah, do things that are going to make you feel good during this time. And I know, you know, that scrolling on social media every two seconds or consuming all of the potato chips in your house are not going to make you feel good. All right. Take care. Message me if there's anything I can do for you. We'll chat soon. Bye guys.